I think when it comes down to it at the end of the day with like being efficient and like making sure your logistics are nice and smooth is really having the right communication in place. Like how are you effectively communicating to other teams, to your customer, uh, to... Oh man, welcome to the Biz Bros Podcast. That sounded amazing. What are you drinking there? This is One Two Punch by Crooked Lane. Crooked Lane out of Auburn, California. Mango Hazy IPA. Thank you, Clint, for hooking yes, us up with some beer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It tastes amazing. You know, here at the Biz Bros Podcast, we enjoy coffee and we enjoy beer. We are business bros. So thank you so much for joining our podcast today. Uh, we got another topic here for you. My name is Kyle Nelson. We've got Eli Libby and Clint Payne as well here on the Biz Bros Podcast, the hosts. And we appreciate you tuning in. If you haven't yet, please subscribe. Give us a little uh, maybe notification bell hit so you know when our podcast is out. And give us a review. We would love it. So, uh, Eli, Clint, how are you guys doing today? Good. I'm good. You're killing it, man. <laughs> nice. Loving it. Nice. It is Thursday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Wednesday, Definitely I know. Wednesday. It that feels, was Thursday. it's a hump day, for sure. It is. Hump day? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got, dude, when that got popular, it drove me nuts when people would do that. And now I just did it. And now you did it. On public air. In front of thousands of listeners. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, right. So, here we go. Let's kick it off. Clint, what is the topic of the day? Today, I think uh, we should be talking about efficiencies mm-hmm. and structure and how companies can excel when they you know, necessarily don't have the resources or right. guidance to do that. I like it. So right. what would that be as a topic? So <laughs> overall, just logistics in general, I think, okay. for a company. So Efficiency, like Clint said, um, and how that merges into just the importance of logistics oh, okay. or multiple scales of company either local um, or the large scale like Facebook. So we'll go through a couple different examples on those three, you know, the scale and then just chat. Yeah. I, I think with all of our different backgrounds, we'll be able to bring maybe some different experiences to the table too. To kind yeah, of talk about absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. So do we want to start off on the, the smallest scale first? Like uh, say, a, like well, a, why don't we first chat about like logistics and the importance of it mm-hmm. and then okay. how it can be implied it to, right. Uh, Correct. <laughs> How it's applied to different companies. Um, so logistically speaking, <laughs> people say that often, but it's funny. That was stupid. Um, so logistics, right? I mean, it's everything in a company, mm-hmm. day-to-day operations, minute-to-minute, what's going on, the flow of how services and products flow through your company, internally logistics on the marketing team, who's doing what. All the way, it's a flow-through thing with a business, all the way from the intern that you just hired to yeah. the founder and executives of the company so like stream learning when you build a business like learning how to streamline all of the logistics in a good way to make mm-hmm. things efficient is important mm-hmm. yeah i think you know for any any company you, <coughs> you really have those those key timelines where you realize that you need logistics right um and i think that we have all individually and together been through those kind of trials and tribulations and because of that you force yourself to create a structure, create right. efficiency to make things more streamlined, to have that kind of better structure for your team so that people are, you know, going home feeling like they accomplished something right, or multiple things in one day. I think that's a win. It's a huge um, win. Structure for me, though, I think for all, the three of us is like you have like this massive amount of time that you can, that you have um, on a daily basis. You know, if you get down to like the hours and the minutes and the seconds, there's a lot of time per day. And I think when you think of about 
what could you be doing with that hour or if you spent an hour on eight different things right or if you spent two hours each on four things like what could you, you get get done that day and how do you make those things more efficient i need to start looking at my day like that yeah i really do that's really good because like you know me mm-hmm. i'm in emails all day long that's mm-hmm. what i do mm-hmm. and i think too but it's I'd like, like to get out of it that's, yeah that's a really good point yeah I remember having a conversation with somebody and they, he, he, he balanced his day by the hour. So he said, I would spend no more than an hour on one thing because mm-hmm. he had so many different things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that works for some people for me that doesn't, cause right. I would rather get one big thing done project based rather than, thing, yeah. yeah, rather than multiple things. Sometimes different days require different actions, but you still have that kind of, what can you focus on? based on the time of month, seasonality. I mean, there's so many different things. So what it comes down to is how do you make those things more efficient? Right. I think, did you have something you want to add, Eli? I I think, uh, no, that makes sense. I think before, like, starting this business with you guys, I had all my other businesses and stuff I did, and I thought I was efficient. Mm -hmm. But then, because I was pretty much a solopreneur, everything else I did. But then, like, starting to work with you guys, with your different experiences and, like, working with teams. And <clears throat> this whole idea, we kind of had a little bit of stuff, but not nothing crazy. But working with teams and you guys kind of showing me, like, real efficiencies in my day, that was huge. That was a huge big win for me because I thought I was efficient. But then, like, getting feedback from you guys who's worked in teams and, like, led teams and done that type of stuff, um, that was huge for me. Yeah. And now I'm, like, way more efficient, mm-hmm. but not as efficient as it should be. But, you know, anyways... I don't know. I just wanted to throw that out there. Thank no, you, I guess. Awesome. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. Well, it's, like, it's like little things you teach somebody that you yeah. never know, like actually has the yeah. you know, domino effect. Absolutely. Or you just see it kind of wear off right. on the day to day, kind of just naturally will wear off on mm-hmm. you. But yeah, I worked uh, with somebody that if the task was more, more than five minutes, they would put it off and they'd book it in their calendar. Mm. If it was less than five minutes. They would just knock it out right then. So to right because five minutes is like just time after that it yeah it it kind of starts, starts becoming something yeah. yeah yeah so to to your guys's point about just being efficient that just logistically from a personal standpoint right um, is <coughs> just creates efficiency and, and flows not only it's a ripple effect though on how it a- affects if you have employees or if you're in a team more efficiency from each person will just create a bigger wave. It'll push that, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That ripple bigger and bigger. So, I, th- I think I think you know as you're as you're saying that, and what you were saying too, Clint, was I think when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, with like being efficient and like making sure your logistics are nice and smooth, is really having the right communication in place. Like, how are you effectively communicating to other teams, to your customer? Uh, to the people that are managing you or you're the people you're managing. It's like all the way, like those things are effectively communicated, whether it's through softwares or, or in-person meeting, like it's all communication. Cause like, I was just thinking about like how we, like our things that we have in place, right? We use Slack, we use Trello board, we use um, CRM uh, HubSpot. And it's like, that's all, all of that is communication. It's communication and project management. Project, I think yeah. logistics and project Which is management are, communication. can be, yeah, exactly. But it's almost hand in hand. But it's hand in hand. I get what you're saying, yeah, yeah. And project management. Right. Because there's communication. It's the way you communicate with it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. I think, you know, um, there's, a, uh, there's, a lot of, there's, a, uh, there's a lot of 
things and tools and right. stack. I mean, so tech for those tech guys out there, the marketing stack, the marketing stack is a uh, conglomerate of crap in my opinion, but it's like, how do you find the right crap for you? Oh, that's a good point. Because there's just so much tech. There's so much software. Right. All of these companies are selling you something. But in reality, if you're working with five people, like how good can the five of you communicate and then figure out what re- mm-hmm. what really needs to be automated, what really needs to be project managed online or whatever. Because I think oftentimes you can put something in the cloud or on somebody else's computer and then it just gets stuck up there and yeah. it just kind of sits there. But yeah. how do you talk to the guy who's standing, you know, five feet away from you if have you're a, a startup and you have a conversation about it? Yeah. How much quicker could you get that done? Um, for startups, I think that works better. Priority. Yeah. Yeah. But I still think yeah. it's good too to like for, to have people manage a, a bigger picture project, right. knowing that you know there's 15 things that need to be done. Where's you know where's the, where's that? Is there a due date? Different right. things like that. Yeah, that's crazy. It's true because like. Go ahead. No, I, I think that's great. Um, how about we all um, define logistics in one sentence? How would you guys define it? Uh, uh, I'll let you guys go first. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go first. I feel like you have an answer. Well, I, ha- I do question. have an answer, but I was just thinking, like, how can we? How can we? No, 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 almost yeah, yeah. dumb it down do it. for people. Yeah. Um, I believe logistics are getting something, and something is vague. It could be a, uh, a task, project, whatever it might be through a pipeline or from point A to point B in the most efficient manner. Mm. Logistics. I, I think that's it is, yeah. 100% what it is. I, Maybe we'll dive into it later, but I, I I, just keep thinking about the whole shipping world. Oh, dude, it's that nuts. literally That's logistics in a nutshell. You try to get That is probably the most craziest to, logistics. Yeah. A to B in the most efficient way and the quickest way to do that. You go on Amazon, I mean YouTube, and type in Amazon warehouse. It's... Like a highway of yeah. like machinery, robots, robots, and arms, and pilots <laughs> moving. And it's it's insane. There's alleys where you can't walk, dude. And, and then you throw in then you throw in drones, yeah, like delivering them in one day. Like that logistics of that, insane. insane. I think insane for me, logistics is a straight line, mm-hmm. a straight line uh, path to a simple problem, and not veering off too frequently because I think in your lane. Yeah. Because I think you often feel victim to that when you, I mean, for shiny objects and different things like that. Right. But if you can stay as straight to that path as possible and not feel like you're going to deviate from that, whether it's a phone call, a text message, or even just other projects and things that you feel like are more important at the end of the day, like how do you get there as straight in a line as possible? Because Again, you know, back to the whole analogy thing, it's going to take longer to get there if you if you go right. and you take the, you know, the the detour, the detour route. But I think right. for, you know, analogies are great. I love them. I'm all yeah. about them. But in layman's, what helped me a lot, I think, was just focusing on if I don't get there, like, it's not going to happen. And if it's something that there's, I've relied on myself to complete or if somebody else has relied on me to complete, I will feel like I let myself or them down. So that's good. It's my turn. It's crazy. You're so, so working on what you guys said, I'm not going to regurgitate what you said. I think to add to it though, I think it is having the moving parts in the exact steps they need to be. Mm. Cause a lot of times you can have your logistics or your efficiencies yeah. laid out, but mm-hmm. those moving parts might be in the wrong step. 
and it's finding those moving parts. Like you said, with marketing stacks, there's millions, of, well, thousands of them. Moving parts, there's thousands to choose from. You might get a little distracted and add too many, or you might be like, oh, it's in the wrong, the wrong step, the wrong position to get from point A to point B, which might be slowing you down. So it's moving parts. Moving parts is my thing, just like moving parts and making sure they're in the right thing. Cheers. That's kind of sounds like um, value bomb. Putting <laughs> value bomb. Putting the right. Um, there's a book out called uh, "From Good to Great," oh. and there's an amazing thing that he says about people about putting the right people in the right seat of the bus to get you from point A to point B, and you pretty much framed it up right there. So I didn't read that well book. Done. I have it. I own it, but I haven't read it yet. It's a good one. Well, I don't I would read recommend. it. I'm well, on my game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, psh, I think I probably ghost wrote it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, man. That was good. So some examples. Yes. Let's go. Um, yeah. Let's just start. Let's start small. We're going to go from small the- business to the biggest business yes. and just talk about logistics. So small one. Local. Let's start. Let's just think a little more locally. Ice cream shop. Kyle's ice cream shop have we used in 15 different podcasts. It's because one <laughs> it is good. retirement one, plan. I'm going to open an ice cream shop. Yeah. You heard it here. After the billions of monies I make. <laughs> the real Kyle comes out. Uh, I, mean, I love I'll it. be franchising it, let's be honest. Yeah. Okay, anyways. <laughs> Contact at resultsimagery.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you want to do this. And Kyle's ice cream shop. Anyways. Ooh. Oh, stay in your lane. Okay. Um. So logistics. logistics of right. uh, how much logistics could an ice cream shop have? Mm-hmm. A lot. A lot. <laughs> a lot. Everything from making sure that your ice cream stays cold. Yep. To safety. Safe, right. Yeah. Food safety. Safety. Food yeah. safety. So that's mm-hmm. actually huge. Marketing efforts. Mm-hmm. Employment. Staffing. Staff, yeah. Correctly <laughs> for busy times, or just staffing correctly to get right. product I, in, product out. I feel like something like so. So with me, I say ice cream parlors a lot, but. The reason why is because I feel like as a small business, I think it would be not very easy. I think it'd be difficult. You got 30 different flavors, first of all. Yeah. And you're trying to read the market on what they want. You're going to have stale flavors, right? Then if you get a product that people like, inventory. Can't have it for too long because it'll freeze. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then what hours are you open for ice cream? Yeah. Everybody might, hey, I'll be honest, 9.30 a.m., I'm feeling like some moose tracks every so often. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Right. Then there's that. Then staffing for an ice cream shop. Yeah. You're an owner. And like, it's like, that's hard. Mm -hmm. You got to find like a scooper, a scooper, a cashier. But then like thinking like, okay, like if you're an ice cream shop, you probably don't want to be the one doing that the whole time. Mm -hmm. But it's like, how many people do actually hire in order to make a profit on it? I don't know. That was my little show with ice cream parlors. I think it's crazy because it's so small amount of money and it's not Mm -hmm. like a coffee shop where they have people coming in like crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I, that's why I was there's a I'm gonna back to that crazy. back to that thought though. Let's hear it. I think small town and, and kind of going back to like what we were saying, super small company. No offense to Schubert's in Chico. It's yeah. a local shop, one of the best ice creams I have personally ever had. Good Morning America, best ice cream. In the- and the way that they, you literally walk in and there's candy and other options to choose from. Right when you walk in the door, <sighs> if you don't, if you don't like ice cream, right? So they figure that out. The second you take like four more steps, you're yes. at the counter. And at the counter, there's somebody there who's helping you with everything. Homemade ice cream. Always. Sam- samples. What What do you want? Do you want smoothies or uh, milkshakes? Or root beer floats. Whatever. Homemade root beer. So I think that an ice cream shop, if you can simplify and have one, like less employees but one very good employee to, True. Take, to, to take care of that customer who is walking through the door, 
where they don't feel like they're getting passed off because you'd rather work with one person. That's a good point. Doesn't work for everybody, but I think it's a good kind of solution to a simple problem. The opposite besides yeah. restaurant, where it feels yeah. like with restaurants you're talking to like three people sometimes. Correct. Yeah. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but a really good dining experience. Okay. Went to Christian Michael's the other night. Great upscale restaurant here in Chico. They apologized at the end of the meal, like, and it was a legit apology that we had to change waiters. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, we, you know, we're really sorry to, you know, have that be a whatever kink in your dinner or whatever. I'm just like, I didn't even notice. I was like, oh, whatever. Doesn't, yeah. Uh, but but yeah. to your point, like, yeah. it does matter. Like, that, yeah. that's a restaurant. Uh, like, they know, like, that is a big deal. Customer service. Yeah. Yeah. Let's um, think uh, on that topic of small or scale. Yeah, kind of ice cream, but just more like um, one person versus multiple people. So I'm going to, I'm going to get ready for it. I, that was know I like it. Okay. You have one, you have one person. So for example, uh, logistics, mm-hmm. Chipotle, extremely efficient. And their logistics are, you got a burrito presser and a ricer. Literally. <laughs> then you got a meat person. Yes. And then you got a salsa person. And then you got a cashier. You have yes. four There's people. There's always four people up front. Four people always helping. Four cooks you. in the back. That pushes people to the line extremely quick. An ice cream shop. That's yeah. You, you know, you have, if you have one person, but there's usually a cashier. Usually they hand you off to a right. cashier. If it's a busy one. Mm-hmm. But Chipotle moving, moving forward is in a good example of a company that has done logistics extremely well. To move and employment to push that dial, yes, from from point A to point B in the straightest line, creating the most efficiency through logistics, which is having crazy. four people on the line, got four cooks that are, and then I think there's also, I'm sure there's management. Mm-hmm, I think there's a person that is just calling yes. what needs to be made in the back. Oh, you hear it all the time, yeah. more steak. Yeah. I mean, when yeah. there's people cleaning. Anyways, yeah. dude, that's a really good point. And 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 to like you know, add to that, I've never gone to Chipotle where they didn't have, like, food. Like, they they weren't out of chicken, ever. I've yeah. never been there where something was out of yeah. something. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, never. And every time I walk into Chipotle, I'm like, oh, dude, the line. True, see, logistics This right sucks. There. And then I'm like, and f- I always remember myself, I'll have my burrito in five minutes. I'm going to be full in 10. I'm going to have a baby in my stomach <laughs> in about 10, 20 minutes. It's like, you know. And then you got the famous, you know, they try rolling the burrito and it starts falling out because they put too much in there. You want me to double wrap it? No, I'm watching yeah. my carbs, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think I think the bigger thing for that though is like you. So they 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 found something that was like super rep- replicable, right? Replic- replicable, replicable. Yeah, thank replicable. you. Replicable. Um, they found something that was very easy for somebody to do, and they made their process super super easy. Yep. Whether it comes down to like frequency of cooking, so like we so what we see is four people. But what they see is, okay, when that clock hits twenty four minutes, yeah, and we've had this many, you know, the last time we cooked, the last time we cooked carnitas was thirty five minutes ago, right? We should be having a car- like. There's probably some sort of complicated math right. behind that. I'm sure there is. That's a good point. Which comes back to customer facing versus internal facing, and how do you separate the two? So that your customer sees the the great experience, and they see different people, right? But in in the back, they you see something else. It's crazy. That's crazy. Chipotle, Chipotle, shout out. Shout out. Those burritos are massive. They're massive. It's it's consistent. It is. I don't care if they had a little outbreak of E. coli for a while there. Like, I'm still eating my Chipotles. Yeah, I know. 
I feel like Deion Sanders running out of there with my burrito, like kind of cradled <laughs> in, kind of juking people out the door. You know what I mean? That thing's like a football. <laughs> oh, it's good. Um, it's good. So let's talk it's about a, let's talk about a, a larger scale. Okay. Let's, let's move on to like the Facebooks of the world, <laughs> the apples of the world, the and Googies, like, dude, the Googies. Yeah, yeah, Gaffa, Google, um, Amazon. Um, I would like to, uh, yeah, let's dive into that. So, think about a company. Um, Amazon, let's let's just stick to like a Facebook mm. with all of their people that they have to manage. Thousands. Thousands. Dozens, if not over a hundred locations, probably between the database. Like they have yeah. crazy amount of locations. Yeah. Tons of locations. Um yeah, managing, making sure that the workflow and everything is as consistent <sighs> every day through that many people. That's what blows me away. How how like I a mean, company needs to stay afloat. Very efficient. They're Hold up. What efficient. is everybody doing? Like, let's let's talk real quick. That's something that I so I had team. a yeah, yeah. Like, okay. I've had, I've had a, I've had a very in depth conversation with a friend of mine about that very simple thing, and I am by no means Silicon Valley guy, right? But I think I I have a uh, a layman's understanding of what goes on, right? And it's really just comes down to like product, and like at what point do you develop the product further to create more drive <laughs> to have more customer customer acquisition for features that didn't exist, but then also retain people because you're adding more and more and more similar to like Apple, right? where they're constantly adding like two features because we're kind of at the point where we can't, there's not that much more you can do on right. Facebook. I mean, it's cool. They have like the marketplace because that got rid of Facebook or excuse me, that, that Craigslist. got rid of Craigslist you and can, like the skepticality of that. It's insane what you can do on Facebook. It has everything from yeah. if you are a gamer, you can play games. If you're a reseller, you can resell. If you're a video watcher, mm-hmm. you can watch video. If you're a stalker, you can stalk. Yeah, it's but it but it is true. Then I think you know logistically speaking, <clears throat> I really want to know what the heck they do in there. Yeah, I dude. know, I know, I know that you know. And Mark Zuckerberg and people who've so watched Mark, this will up. laugh when the Senate asked him how Facebook made money, and he says we sell ads. Yeah. So at the end of the day, they sell ads. Right. Next tip. <clears throat> and I think. They have a lot of products that they help have a them lot sell of the product ads. that help them sell ads. And you know, did you want to? Okay, so I was had the opportunity to go visit the headquarters, which was cool. And it was right when Instagram got purchased, um, and they like it was like three months after they moved into the headquarters, and we got a tour by the the guys that started Instagram, and he's like. So this is the Instagram area. We've got like 50 employees, super excited, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, I'm looking around seeing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Facebook employees, already knowing how big Instagram is. I'm like, what are your 50 people doing just for Instagram? <laughs> and then I'm like, what is everyone at Facebook doing? You know what I mean? It was crazy. It was crazy. Like yeah. literally they have these, yeah. I mean, you've seen the photos where it's just like, there's like 300 people on one mm-hmm. floor and you just look and it's just a field of people. Yeah. It's all team-based though. Yep. It's yep. all team-based. Everybody literally has input. It's yeah. Logistics. So, How do they do it, Eli? It, let, let us know. It comes down to, I think, I'm not, I don't know at all, but I, I do think it comes down to really good people, really, really, really good managers, and those managers put all of those really good people in the right seat yes. on the bus. Mm-hmm. I mean, I... That was good. I didn't, I, didn't see that. I didn't see that coming. Um, so, I... I mean, really, really think you're right. There's a there's a floor of 300 people, and then there's another floor of 300 people. What is that top floor doing? They, I mean, they're working on maybe literally one part of Facebook, right? 
like, maybe they're working like on a, like, like a like the bio yes. for uh, nonprofits. Yes. Like so minute, so minute. But so someone's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. But there's got to be a good manager that can lead and be you know and drive the logistics of those 300 people <sighs> and putting them in the right spot. I mean, it's got to be like it's got to be like okay. My team has 30 people. This is what I focus on. I'm the manager. Then on my management level, there's 30 of us that we talk together. And then 30 of us report to 20 and then 10. And then it's got to, the, yeah. the, the logistical flow of that to make sure everyone is on the same page. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was just going to say, I wonder what they use. They probably use Facebook business, the product yeah. they have, which is yeah. like a- Or some proprietary. Some uh, True. Probably something in-house. Mm-hmm. That's Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I think too, it's like you- <sighs> Insane. You really want to. You really want to know what these bigger companies do, but at the same time, they're also, although they're bigger, they still have problems, and their problems might not be as small as ours. Right. But they have problems that need resolution, and they're still trying to figure out resolutions. So they it's are. Crazy. They're just as human as we are. That's crazy. There's still problems out yeah, there for with all those people. There's. They don't have enough. Yeah. Brain power to figure something out. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And there's still, you know, legality things and right. privacy things. And Imagine being like like the owner of one of these massive tech companies or like super high, high executive, right? High level. And like literally, if I was that, I would literally just like every so often go for a walk and just go to him and be like, what do you do for us? Mm-hmm. Like, what is that you do? Because it would be mind blowing. Get thousands, like the new Apple headquarters. Yeah. How many people does that hold? Like, spaceship. The spaceship. It's like crazy amount of people. Just start asking people, what do you do? Mm-hmm. I think that's if, a, that's if you a, can't tell me, yeah, fire. <laughs> that's a valid point, though, because I think with any company, um, you should be able to <clears throat> have a conversation and feel comfortable, right? You know, oh, feel, totally. have a conversation and feel comfortable and at least have the knowledge of like this little pod over here. Like, in yeah, this, what is, in this tech company is doing this, right. like, oh, hey, you know, software team who's working on emojis yeah you know the poop like, emoji we specifically what you're yeah. doing i used the poop one last night yeah yeah like, you know, you know? <laughs> uh, exactly ah oh, man i'm kind of mind blown thinking about it right now crazy like we try talking crazy about stuff. it but it's like i don't even i can't fathom yeah and there's some the thing is companies mm-hmm. like that yeah there is someone that specifically is hired to focus on the logistics of it there is and that's A all team. i'm saying is good people you good hire team, yeah. the, hire the best of the best literally and good. That's good. People is where it all starts. Man, we'll do a good pod, podcast on the biggest asset. Which I'm is trying. People. I'm trying to bring in. I'm trying to bring in the guy that I know at Instagram. Zuckerberg. Next. No. I mean, no. I mean, I'm saying, do you want to bring in Zuckerberg I'll, as well? I'll hit. Look, yo, Zucky. You know what I mean? Yo, ZZ. I call him my boy Z. Hey, yo, Z. I text him. He's on my favorites on my iPhone. Shout out. Yeah. But I text him and say, Yo, Z. Let's get on the Biz Bros podcast. You know what I mean, Z? Our good buddy Ben Sampson. Shout oh, out to Ben. What's up, Ben? Shout out, buddy. Through through an idea to Mark, and if Mark, you're listening, call him Mark. Um, the Zuckerberger is oh. what you should start up. The Zuckerberger, the burger shop. I heard about that. So, yeah. if you're listening, Mark, I mean, I'm trying to get some royalty on that because it was on. You know what I mean? <laughs> on the podcast. Um, no, but, uh, you know, to wrap that up, though, um, that's my train of thought because I'm so blown away by the Zuckerberg right now. What was I going to say? Well, I believe 
you know, logistics are they, you know, the best companies in the world have the best logistics in the world. Mm-hmm. I think the best company, I think the best companies are the ones that, you know, do it every day. I mean, I think the UPS of the, I think UPS, <laughs> and, uh, you know, UPS massive, but DHL on a world scale. DHL is insane. insane. Yeah. Insane. When you buy something from China and it gets here the next day, that's pretty the e-packets crazy. and stuff. That is pretty crazy. You can jump on a plane. That's crazy. And, I mean, it'll all get crazy. You know what? Actually, crazy. Cra- actually, no, I like I was we're crazy. Talking, I was talking to my wife <clears throat> on the way home from Seattle last weekend. Airports. Let's talk about. I want to talk oh about man, airports, dude. I mean, we're gonna make this a long podcast. Yeah, Every so often, airports. we can. Let's do it, baby. Come on. Think, <laughs> think about um, if you were to book. So you want to fly somewhere? Okay, mm-hmm. you want to fly to Vegas. Down. On a Wednesday. On a Wednesday, there is never not a flight. There's never not a flight on the day that you want to go. There's, there's never a flight. There's always a seat open. There's always a seat open and there's always a flight. How does that oh happen? How does that happen? And if you're the and only one on there, they're not going to cancel the flight. There's going to be that time gap. And it's like there's probably, what, 15 big airlines? Yeah. You can fly. Yeah, exactly. Like they're not overlapping each other, but they yeah. are, but they're not. Like they are doing it strategically. They speak to each other in a way. Oh, You can fly okay. anywhere you want, anywhere you want in the world. On any day you want. How is that possible? <laughs> That's pure logistics to it. Because the Earth is flat. It's also part of the. Alg- <laughs> it's also part of the. Uh, <laughs> it's also part of the algorithm. And yeah, it's, it's true. But, I mean, there's but algorithm al- algorithms are built off of a human's logic that has Whoa. been created or figured out, and that's been replicated so that it's automated. Oh my god! Just like today, it's, it still takes a human. Just like today, we're playing with Google Assistant. True. AI, That's crazy. Dude. AI is so yep. smart, but you're right. It's human knowledge. It's we created it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely insane. But yeah, I don't know how that's possible. Oh, yeah, I don't know how it's possible, away, dude. That not only fly. not only like the flying part, but the you know the baggage transfer. Baggage oh, transfers are, the, are that's a crazy. whole other podcast. If we wanted to go into baggage transfers, come down. How they go underground and they're shot. I mean, it's to get what? your bag to get your bag onto the airplane to transfer. Your bag and to make sure based like, on a on a scanned code. How successful it is too. Yeah, I mean everybody's experienced the loss. But I mean, yeah, yeah, but like for the most part, nine out of, I mean nine and a half out of ten times, your bag is going to be there. Yeah. Crazy. <sighs> Do we want to touch on logistics on a mid scale company, kind of like a results imagery where we're working with you know using simple tools to book shoots and even like as simple as setting calendar invites to making sure that that day we're shooting, we have that model on the calendar, invite. you have a full, you know, tools like that. Yeah. I do want to talk about that because I feel like it's real world experience from us. Yeah, it really is. So <coughs> go for it. Go. Okay. But so I, we, we have, we have shoot <laughs> client books shoot. That is when point A starts. Uh, point A starts when, they, starts when they, the before. lead. Okay. That's very true. Okay. That's a good point. Don't forget about sales. That's a very good point. <laughs> so that is when it starts uh, and then it starts moving down that pipeline. And that pipeline evolves all the time. Right. It, to create a right. more straight line like Clint said. And yeah, that was like we were chatting before the podcast how we were kind of talking about like that logistical road is constantly changing and you have to be aware of that. And then there's the domino effect when you when you make a change, 
or the, um, what did I say my thing was with logistics? I said uh, moving parts. Mm-hmm. If one moving part gets changed, like it's all going to be changed. And we even see that on a medium, small to medium scale. Like we see that, you know, like we add a service, we add an employee, we add this. It, like you have to change things up instantly. Mm-hmm. And then you have to adapt to it and the adaption period takes a while. Yeah. And I think too, it's like for us, it's it's a pre-production nightmare sometimes i mean we'll we'll be honest about it Yeah, i mean let's be real there's not every product is on amazon not and not every owner of or seller can ship their product and have it arrive to our studio in two days right so sometimes we have those times where a package shows up in a week we have to be ready we have to be ready to go and i think you know for a lot of people you know it's it's the it's the point of which the second phase of that initial step is already ready to go. Right. You know, it's like it's like getting ready to to have a go bag when there's an emergency. Yep. You know, number one thing I've done. Yeah. So it's like, how do you prepare for what is to come, even though right. it might happen unexpectedly? <sighs> so that's insane. Yeah. But I think too, <clears throat> you know, for for us, it's pre production, production, post production, and delivery. Literally. Pre production and and delivery and production, they're all super important. But there's not one piece of those that, you know, if, if it didn't happen, right, it would still be something that we could probably figure out. But would it be in the best interest for the client? Maybe, maybe not. Right. Whereas if we did 100% on every little piece of that kind of four-step process, you would have that 100% effort and deliverable. You know what's crazy, too? I'm thinking about the early days results, boys. Uh, kind yeah. of take a step back and think Paradise. about Paradise. Paradise, yeah, like early days, right? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not that early, but when we started, when we finally broke down our logistical process with the client, it our company took off. Like when we figured that out, mm-hmm. there was a domino effect with the whole company in terms of like when a client hits us to the deliverable of their service <coughs> product, like when we figured that out, the, the company like mm-hmm. took off. Like really, when we really fine-tuned it, I mean, take a step back, but we fine-tuned it. Like, it it had a it had a domino effect, or ripple effect, as you say, Eli. Um, that you know was pretty crazy. I mean, do you agree? I don't know. You guys are looking at me like I, a I, couple, I totally agree. You know, I, I think Medusa stones yeah. or something. No, I, I think I totally agree because people want to have confidence that you're confident in what you're doing, and they want to have confidence right. in in what you've done. Right. You know, it's it's with anything. It's like you know, does your ice cream taste good? I mean, let's go back. To ice cream. I mean, let's go back for, you know, 10 minutes or so. But does your ice cream taste good? Yes. Okay, great. Can you get me out of here in, a, in an easy right. process? Right. You know, for a business like ours, can you complete my project in a timely manner that's going to be a little bit more focused on me for while you're working on it? Although I understand that you guys are a big company. Mm-hmm. You guys have other clients. I am not the only person who you're working with. But, you, you know, where's the trust at to... Have that person, you know, Sally, trust right. us, knowing that, hey, we have 15 other things going on this week. <sighs> but either way, we're going to put the same amount of effort in our team will as well. Right. Every project is as special as the other project. That was a good that podcast, good. ladies and gentlemen. Love I think it. these long-form podcasts, yep. we have really good conversations, and I think it brings out really good just yep. golden That might stuff. have been my favorite podcast I think we've ever done. I say that every time. Yeah, me too, <laughs> but I, I really like that That was a good one. one. Uh, you know what I, you know you know what I like about these type of podcasts. Let me roll up my sleeves real quick. Is I think that, like, 
we discover things from the just the three of us. Like we have really good conversations and discover like really cool things. Like just like the conversation is in like yeah. really cool way. Like, oh like, I don't know. It's cool. Yeah. It's a good topic. It's good. Well, thank you guys all for joining us on the Biz Bros podcast. Make sure to subscribe if you have not already on all major podcast platforms. And check us out on Instagram. Just follow at biz.pro. And now goes. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. We'll See you guys soon. <laughs>